go check out my Eat Me Tees. I just um, dropped a bunch of zipper hoodies. So basically I took almost every design that I have um, on my store and I put them into zipper hoodies and they're flying. People are buying them, I'm so excited. Um, the most popular one right now is the started in um, the closet. Now I'm queer one. That one's dope. I actually ordered that one. I also ordered the liquor one, which is like the third most popular one right now. And then um, I think the other one that's selling a bunch is either the dyke one or the um, if she ain't shaking, she's faking one. Uh, I placed all the designs down on like the butt of the hoodie, which looks pretty dope. People seem to be liking that. So if you haven't checked them out already, go check them out. It's eat underscore me underscore T-E-E-Z. Uh, that's on Instagram. This is a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history of the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is O, O, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-C. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the R-O-C. Fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music fan's number one supplier. Flyer than a piece of paper bearing my name. Got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. That's right, O, O, not D-O-C. But similar to the letters, no one can do it better. Check cheddar like a food inspector My homie Strick told me, dude, finish your breakfast So that's what I'ma do, take you back to the dude with the Lexus Fast forward the jewels and the necklace Let me tell you dudes what I do to protect us Shoot at you actors like movie directors Say <laughs> the movie, dogs. Now, before I finish, let me just say I did not come here to show out I did not come here to impress you Because to tell you the truth, when I leave here, I'm gone And I don't care what you think about me
she just had to have a full-blown mastectomy due to breast cancer and um, is living her fullest life due to it and it's pretty amazing to watch so that's why I decided to kind of shout her out um, not only that but she puts up some pretty cool inspirational stuff and pictures and she's not bad to look at so I figured this week I'd give her a nice shot out shout out shot out whatever um, I hope you guys enjoy that Instagram start off by saying thank you to everybody that listened to last week's show um <clears throat> as I said on last week's show I was pretty nervous about doing a solo show I really didn't think anybody was going to even pay attention or give a shit and um I did my normal 25 and 24 which is always has always I don't know why it's just always been 25 listens in the first 24 hours which um, I'm not complaining, it's just interesting that it's always been that. Even on my shows that like have 300 listens, like they still only did 25 in the first 24. But um, anyway, so I did that. I think I'm at 56, so that's cool. I think, um, I think that that's um, better than what I attempted to do for season two. So um, thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen to me either complain or talk about something that you're interested in uh today's been a busy day i um cleaned my car which i've done i've done that once since i got me don't don't judge me i've had my car for three months and i or four months maybe since june i got it two days before my birthday so um <clears throat> and i hadn't like detailed detailed it when i got it they you know the dealership did an okay job detailing it not 
as good as I do. I'm kind of OCD when it comes to cleaning. So when I clean something, like I fucking clean it. <laughs> There's not, it's not a, um, a light clean. Like it's either fucking detailed or not at all. Anyways, so I finally did this. I finally detailed my car and um, it felt good. Like it's a therapy with me in my car. Like I am dealing with PTSD from a car accident that I was recently in, which is weird, but it was my first car accident in like, I don't know, 20 something years. So it really shook me to be in a car accident. So I'm still having like a hard time really enjoying my car, which what I have is a sports car and it's like meant to drive fast. And I used to love to drive fast. Now I'm like going the speed limit and <clears throat> I don't tailgate anymore. And I get really frustrated with the people that do. It's, it's bad here in Florida. I cannot tell you how many times I look in my rear view and I don't even realize that there's a car behind me for a couple of seconds because all I'd see is the person's face. Like I can't even see like the whole front nose of their car. I'm like, where the fuck is the front end of their car? That being said, my car's ass sits up high, like it's at a tilt. So I know that that does kind of affect what I'm seeing and how far they really are or whatever, but I shouldn't be able to see the detail of your motherfucking face. Like you should not be that close to me. And I don't know. All I can think in my head is they're just going to have to buy you another Lexus, Billy. They're just going to have to buy you another Lexus. Like, try not to be too anxious about the fact that you're about to get, like, your ass hit because these motherfuckers follow you too close. Anyways, it felt good. I had to get some um, leather treatment for it because it's got leather in it. And I've never owned a car with leather seats that I can remember. Um... Yeah, no, I've never owned a car with leather seats. So um, this stuff's pretty cool. It's like a lotion. And I put it on this morning and it's already made a huge difference and made my car smell amazing. So I'm pretty excited about that. I did decide today to say fuck everybody who hates on me for graffitiing my car. And I decided to put, um, when I moved to Florida, I made a palm tree stencil. I do graffiti stencils. I suck at graffiti, but... When it comes to stencils, I make dope stencils. And um, <clears throat> I uh, I kind of make them for memorabilia stuff for me. Like, I don't know. Anyways, so I put that on my car in neon green. It looks dope as fuck. I put it down by, like, the passenger wheel. Like, the yeah, the front wheel. Anyways. And then I have my gas mask on my tank, which has become a thing. All my friends are wanting. So... Um, I've done it on Bobby's car. I've done it on Eric's car. And then I'm getting ready to do that on Ashley's car today. And then I feel like I did that on somebody else's car, but I did on mine. I did mine in glitter, which looks pretty dope because my car is pretty much the color of the glitter. And, um, it's already like a, my car's like this pearlescent, like gray blue color. It's really pretty but the glitter matches it perfect except for it's like this bright you know glitter so um it looks pretty dope you can barely see it and i love it um it's actually what i'm gonna do on ashley's car too i'm gonna do it with glitter because us girly girls are into glitter today i'm going to see ashley she's going to do um, my makeup professionally for the first time i am girly but i'm not put makeup on every day girly I try to make myself put mascara on every day so my eyelashes don't look like they're non-existent. 
my eyelashes are blonde as fuck and it matches my skin. So if I don't put something on there to make them look a different color, they look like they're not there. And um, so I'm excited and nervous all at the same time. I'm, she's going to do everything like foundation, contrasting, all of it. So it's going to be interesting to see myself look that way. I, I think I've had that done maybe twice in my life. One was when I was 11 and the other time was when I was 17. And those were both for um, my mom used to like to take me to the glamour shots. Did any of you guys ever do glamour shots? Um... I think I still have my glamour shots. Maybe I can post them on with the pictures of this show. I'm pretty sure I have pictures from both of them. Anyway, so I'm kind of excited to see what I look like. And then I'm going after that to get my car looked at. Um, I found a mechanic. There's a weird code reading on my car. So I got to go have that looked at. Yay for being an adult. Oh, talking about being adult. That kind of goes into what I wanted to talk about today. So, um, recently I was kind of, how can I say this? Hmm. I was like slapped in the face about generationals and how different it is for younger generations and what they are doing in the dating world and then what older generations are doing in the dating world. Now, this being said, there are a few people out there that are older who act like they're younger And there are a few people out there that are younger that act like they're older. So if you are one of those people, then I'm excluding you from this conversation. (laughs) Like, you can just listen and agree. I don't mean by any means you. Um, But it's just crazy to me. Like, I'm just going to start off by saying I have a 19-year-old son and I have um, an almost 17-year-old daughter. And I am so proud of the moral systems that they decided to grab from what they're being taught from me, my ex-husband, and my mother. And I'm really proud of what they grabbed. My 19-year-old has such good work drive. He is so just wanting to find his place in this world, and he is willing to work his ass off to do it. And so I'm just kind of sitting there like, you know what? I'm tired of people saying, oh, well, I'm younger. I'm in that younger generation. That's why we all act this way. No, y'all act this way because you guys decided that you were going to like just get away with it and it was going to be no problem. And then when you don't get away with it, it doesn't matter because there's plenty of people that will let you get away with it. So the people that don't let you get away with it, you just kind of boot them aside, which is fine because all those people that you don't let, that don't let you get away with it, eventually they kind of meet each other and they all have the same moral system and the moral values. And then like, you know, they go their path and all the, the little ones that, you know, can't seem to let go of the drama and can't seem to let go of like all that shit. They just, they'll, they'll stay with themselves. They can fester in their own pool. It's just weird to me because I decided a long time ago, and, and I don't always stay true to this. Some situations happen in my life that do send me into a panic attack still. But when I get into a panic attack mode, I do get to calm myself down way quicker than I did when I was a younger adult. I've learned to be like, wait, hold on, Billy. You can either act like this with this situation, or you can calm down and think about it and decide how you want to react. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that you can control, like I said last time, is yourself. So you got to decide, do you want to control this anxiety and not let it control you? And so 
um, if someone is feeding you drama, you ignore it. Like no answer is the best answer. Um, I wish I would have known. I would. I wish I would have thought about that, and I wish I would have been there two years ago when my ex left me. Because, um, yeah, you get into a place in your head where you're like, no, don't leave me, don't leave me, and you freak out and you act stupid and all this stuff. And I wish I could have been like, you know what? Fuck it. She's an idiot. Like, why even respond to this stupid fucking bullshit that I was dealing with? So, the quicker you learn that you can react however you want to something. Um, the better because cuts down on the drama that you deal with. It cuts down on the drama that you, you know, start. Um, I don't ever really consider myself a drama starter. I definitely used to be surrounded by drama. Um, now there's a few drama situations I still deal with every now and then I kind of just laugh at them now. They don't really affect me. Um, and then I move along with my life cause I got a lot of shit I got to focus on right now. I'm trying to learn more in my field of, you know, being a piercer and whatnot. So, and I'm also trying to decide if I'm going to go into the tattoo world or if I want to do this or I want to do that. So, um, there's a couple of different trades that I would like to learn, um, then somehow combined all of them together. So I'm more focused on that versus dealing with like, you know, someone's talking shit about me. It's like, go ahead, talk shit about me. I don't care. That means that you're paying attention for whatever reason and go ahead, pay attention. Um, yeah, so there's only certain situations, I don't know, I guess I still have a hard time with sometimes. Like lately, I've, no joke, and I think I have talked about this, I've been having basically a dream every night that I'm stuck in Albuquerque. And it's really weird to me because, like, I'm really not that afraid of ever having to go back there. Like, I feel like at this point in time in my life that if it, things didn't work out where I'm at right now, like, I would find either another place in Florida or another place I would want to go. Like, I would really love to spend some time in New Orleans, maybe live there for a couple of years. Um, New Orleans is badass, and I'm sure... I could find a job there like wouldn't be a problem even if it wasn't in piercing I'm sure I could find a job somewhere else um doing something witchy <laughs> no problem either way um I don't feel like that's gonna happen I feel very solid where I'm at right now I love where I live I love my job I have a lot of really great things going on for me my son is now having really good things going on for him here so like I don't really feel the need to like change anything that I'm doing. So it's not that I feel like I'm trapped in New Mexico for some reason. I think I have a few situations that are not closed for me there and I think that's kind of what the dream is. I feel like when you start having repetitive dreams, um, if there's other people out there, you've got to pay attention to them. Like I pay attention to them, not just think that it's my head playing games with me because I'm really not, I'm not thinking about it. I don't think about, oh, I hope I don't dream that before I go to bed at night. I really don't think about it. I think about it in the morning when I, when I wake up from it um, I did have one the other night that stayed with me the whole day. I had, you guys, I had this dream and it was the most vivid one I've had throughout all of these dreams. Like it felt so fucking real, but my ex actually raped me and had me all bound up and was saying some really mean, like torturous shit to me. I woke up in a pool of sweat. It was really fucking bad. I even like, I just... It was just such a weird day. Like the rest of the day, I just felt off. I felt, it sucks that a dream can affect you that bad because it's just a dream. Like that's never going to happen. She's never going to have me tied up to a chair, raping me and telling me how horrible of a human being that I am. That's not going to happen. So 
like I need to realize that and move on right but I don't know it messes with you and so once again there you go you have that control of how you let it affect you trying to get these dreams to stop I did have one night of relief I had a, a funny dream I had a couple nights of relief actually over the last couple of weeks but one more recently that was like a pretty funny dream about my son so and then I had a dream about my friend Melly having a she's wanting to buy land and I had a dream about her having um a goat and we were playing with the goat and then I told her about it at work and I was like look if you get the goat I know this sounds weird but name it Billy because Billy goat you know and she loved it and then two days later her husband's like before you know it we're gonna have a goat and, and so now it's just instilled in the universe that eventually somebody's got to have a goat but if you have really vivid dreams um I say listen to them or at least see if it's anything especially like I said if it's repetitive um, I've had dreams since I was five years old that I still have till to this day that I like to um, pay attention to. Anyways, generational gap. Oh, man, that was a big tangent, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, so I hung out with somebody, and she already knows I'm irritated. So if you're listening, you already know. We've already talked, and I'm not going to say anything different here than I've already said to you. Um, but she hung out with me the whole day and was on the phone the whole time, the whole time. And I was really sad about the situation because I was wanting to get to know this person. And I was kind of sitting there like, really, is she going to be on the phone the whole time? And like the first conversation was with her mom. And I can understand like when you're hanging out with somebody, there could be a reason that you might have to get on the phone. Situations arise, emergencies happen or semi-emergencies happen. And you might need to be on the phone. But... When you're driving to the beach and walking on the beach and you're talking to some girl the whole time on FaceTime and like walking next to me, that just feels weird to me. Like that's not how you get to know somebody. You don't get to know somebody or talk to somebody while you're FaceTiming some other girl, like especially if you're trying to get to know each other. I can understand if you're in a polyamorous relationship and later down the road, both of you, like all three of you are dating or maybe you and your lover are dating and she has a lover who needs to FaceTime her about something. I can understand those situations. But when you're getting to know somebody, you're supposed to be focusing on that person. So you can decide if this is like a person you really want to get to know or be around or be intimate with or whatever the reason may be. And if that person is on the phone or if you are that person that's on the phone, how are you supposed to get to know the other person? So... This is not the first time this has happened to me. This is, I think it was why it was another reason it was so frustrated, frustrating to me. I've had a few um, younger girls who tell me that they're grown and mature come over and literally the entire time they're FaceTiming either an aunt or an uncle or a friend or whatever. And that's not how I do things. I'm older. I, I expect attention. I don't want you to be on your phone at all. Honestly, I don't really play on my phone very much anymore. I play games on my phone when I'm bored. But as far as like chilling at a restaurant with my phone in front of me, I don't do that anymore. It's not appealing to me. I started noticing that people were spending more time looking at their phone than at their family at a restaurant. And I didn't want to be those people anymore. So I put that shit away. I might Facebook that I'm there, but it's not like the whole fucking time that I'm there. And I'm definitely not FaceTiming 
with somebody else while I'm trying to get to know somebody new. When I'm trying to get to somebody new, I focus on them. So yeah, so this whole generational thing. It's weird because I always attract younger girls. That's just the way it goes. Like I attract younger women and I'm okay with that. I like dating younger women because I don't find women that are close to their 40s or in their 40s that most of them are just already ready to die. So they're not being active. They're not going out. And if you do ask them to go out, oh no, I just want to stay in. And I'm not that person. I want to be kayaking and stuff. And so younger girls tend to be able to keep up. And it just sucks because if I'm going to continue to date younger girls, then either one or two things is going to happen. I'm going to have to wait until I find those ones who were raised to where they decided not to make social media and being popular on there their most important thing or whatever it is that they're doing. Um, the sense of entitlement would have to be gone. I, I want somebody that's all about working hard and learning, building their own life and not expecting things to be handed to them because I'm not about to carry anybody. So, um, yeah, that's my rant for this week about generational stuff. That happened like last weekend and um, yeah, we've talked about it. She knows and we'll see what happens, but I just don't understand that. So if you are one of those people that are obsessed with your phone, when you go to go meet a new girl, put the fucking phone down, okay? Put the phone down, put it in a purse, put it in a car, put it in your pocket, put it the fuck away. And actually look at the person that's sitting across from you and talk to them and ask them about what they're doing, what their life is about, and, 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 and tell them your life stories instead of focusing on a fucking digital thing that has completely destroyed humanity and we haven't even noticed it yet. I hope you guys have a good week. Um, thank you for coming back again. I don't even know how long these shows are going to be. Basically, I'm just going to rant until I'm done ranting and then we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm going to try better on doing subjects because... I feel like I need to focus more. I'm going to keep saying the same shit over and over again. If I do keep saying the same shit over and over again, I'm sorry. I'm Italian. We tend to do that. It's something that girls don't like about me when I'm in relationships with them. I'm okay with it. Real quick. It's not a bad thing to be a dominant femme. Okay? Any of femmes out there who are suppressing how independent they are and how dominant they are, stop doing that. Be yourself. Be strong. And if the stud can't handle it, then the stud needs to buck up and become a stronger human being because it's not your fault that they want you to be dependent on them. Have a good week. I got a story to tell. You know that I cherish thee. Hope it ain't too many feelings involved. Watch your mouth, Millie Vanilli. Ooh, you can get snacks. 
you get face out by the bitch that you feeling cause you thought she was an angel that bitch ain't no angel i treat her halo like a frisbee and you tell her your business she tell me your business you tell that bitch what you feeling all of the beans you be spilling to you she like through her teacup with these feelings she know where you had it tell me where it's hidden she know when you gone tell me when the visit we breaking your home and take the specifics in me while the bitches on vacation with them so she don't get blamed we don't snatch chains we find out addresses and we don't leave messes you'll only know that it's gone when you check it then your first thought is to start second guessing she say what's wrong he say nothing keep resting she say what's missing how you know something missing he scratched his head she said get back in bed and she gave him some head but you can't trust them bitches then did she say ooh i see niggas in this bitch starting popping bottles getting drunk with these bitches and when they leave they get followed i be with bitches that know the bitches that's what the niggas we following get them on the line stay too close behind and tell them hoes don't be so obvious on don't care she handles the business and don't ever tell she bite the bullet and cuff up the shell she tell him oh daddy let's go to your place and if he say yeah then we meet him there she feed him lies with his silverware she don't want love she just want to share i know a bitch named liz this nigga thinks she is cause she tell him that it is so he tell her all his secrets he tell her all his fears and then she tell me and i be all ears then i go and tell my people and they already know him and then i call liz and she say he coming over i said good girl just remember what i told you she gave me the salute i said girl you're a soldier we waiting outside watch him pull up walk up to the door and right before he knocked she opened the door naked she left it unlocked they started french kissing so he didn't see more then did she let him in they stopped on the couch music up loud with his head in the clouds turning shit down and i scared a piss out of him piss a nigga off put the gun to his frown nigga turn around i ain't hit a fuck around i ain't hit a fuck around caught you with your pants down you know what it is put your fucking hands up liz that's enough you can put your hands down then he looked dead at her and he shook his head at her she a good actress and you a dead actor you'll be dead after we get what we after if liz call you daddy she about to be a bastard oh i got way too many bitches that do anything for me nigga but thank for me nigga send her to you like she ain't for me nigga i hope you alone like bankruptcy nigga she pour you a drink that drink on me nigga she slips up and then i bang for me nigga mona lisa i done painted the picture but mona lisa out the frame on these niggas cause they got you out of character nigga you pop of these hoes up your ladder my nigga take everything that you have to you don't even have an opinion we have your attention and now you looking on the barrel oh nigga now she looking for her pantyhose nigga we just looking for the casserole nigga but she gonna show us where you stash it though nigga mona Every day she wake up with a different color makeup and a promise he could take her to the movie and the mall. Chilling with the liquor on the floor for a quarter for a minute on the clock. Black mama with the ball. Paparazzi looking at him both popping up and take a picture. Uh, probably on the internet blog. In a minute he gon' be admitting that he love her on his mother. Man, he wanna meet her mother by the mall. Oh no. Pussy good enough, it got him sitting in the walls And he digging in it like he living in it Making a religion with him and a nigga about to go against God Long treat in the bad tree, sweet tone Like a hummingbird when she asked him Did he want to make love in a yellow taxi Never gave two fuck, jumped in the backseat Woke up in the morning to the great gas beat Then he dogged it again like the bitch last seat I'm a dog in the wind, I'm a bit laughing I'ma call up again like I did last week Make good with a friend and I'm on jazzy Brittany with a twin and a girl Ashley Found out that I fucked, he was unhappy <laughs> Bitch, I never let the bullshit get past me Better yet, I wanna Break up, don't you ask me, but no motherfucking devil stand there acting Fucking on another nigga, that's a negative alone But you suck this dick, that's just nasty Matter of fact, bitch, give me your phone No You fucking with Wayne No Bitch, give me your phone No, let me, t let me take this call real quick Yo, you fucking retone, is that the shit that you do? Touching yourself, looking at Kendrick videos You're up on the internet, watching this interviews I don't know what the fuck lately got into you Tell me who love you, I bet I love harder Forgot all the shit that I did for your daughter The pampers, the PDL light in my mom
mama take care at the school and she never did charge her. You scared us as fuck and I hope you blow up. You know what? I get bucked. Let me go get my gun. I got one in the chamber. I'm planning no aiming. God damn it. You know that the damage is done. Bitch, I'm emotional because I'm in stress. I'm not supposed to go through this, I guess. So in conclusion, since you like rappers that's killing that pussy, I'm killing she myself. Bitch, I'm drowning. 